Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hello, friends. So glad that you've turned into Soul Talks. Christy and I are just so honored to be in conversation with you. If you're listening to this podcast when it first comes out, Happy New Year! We're beginning the new year of 2024. It's incredible. Time flies, Christy. I guess it's because we're having so much fun. Yeah. So much good to do with God, and it does go fast. So new year always comes with lots of opportunity. And um, as we are looking into the new year, one of the things that we are realizing is we have an opportunity to steward the souls God's given us, to care for our souls well in Him, for His glory, and for fruitfulness. Yeah, the fruitfulness is helping other people to care for their souls in Jesus. And so today we're going to be talking about healthy pastor care, healthy leader care. If you are a pastor, a missionary, uh, we are so thankful for you. You are the heroes of our world, and soul shepherding exists for you. And and for others of you who are spiritual directors, coaches, Christian leaders, maybe not a professional pastor or missionary, uh, you are soul shepherds too, and you are heroes too, and we exist for you. Thank you for being in this community, and we're going to talk about what does it take to be healthy as a pastor, as a leader, as a shepherd of others. And uh, this is this is why soul shepherding exists. And uh, Christy and I lead this ministry out of our own story as pastors, as counselors, as leaders, and out of our own, we're wounded healers, out of our own experiences of having hit the wall, uh, experienced uh, for you, Christy, compassion fatigue, for me, burnout, uh, different challenges that we've had in our lives as leaders and learning how to uh, live and lead from a place of our intimacy with God and uh, cycles of spiritual renewal so that our ministry and our work can be done out of the overflow of God's grace to us. That's where we want to be, and that's why Soul Shepherding exists, and that's probably why you're listening to our voices right now. Yes, because each of you are the light of the world. Jesus' light lives in you, and you're beacons of his kingdom. And so your life matters. And in that, God does entrust us each with an eternal soul. And we need to strengthen ourselves, our souls, in the Lord. And there's a lot that takes. Our souls are needy, Bill. They're, They're needy. And it's easy for us to neglect them or easy for us to expect others to just kind of care for our soul or to think that, well, I go to church on Sundays. Isn't that enough? No, it's not enough. Uh, There's more that we need. In fact, it's astounding to me sometimes how needy my soul is and how much I can fall asleep even to my thirst for God and my need for God and how much I need help with that and how much help I still need in my discipleship even after so many years 55 years of life in Christ, I still I still need to be encouraged in the Lord. I still need to be nurtured in the Lord. I still need the care of others. 
as much as I give to others, I still need to receive too. And so I want to talk a little bit because we had a conversation recently with a leader of a, of a large organization, and they are really realizing the, how critical it is for leaders especially to care for their souls or to have good soul care because they're recognizing how leadership takes its toll and they're seeing the ways that leaders are have, are falling, the damage, the incredible expenses, casualties of a leader who falls, when they have a lot of people following them, a lot of people looking to them, when they're representatives of Christ, and then they, they have a, a blowout or fall, a burnout. And so they're asking the question, what would it be like for us as an organization to support the care of leader souls and to even require it for leaders to be a part of our organization? And so they reached out to us to hear what we had to say about this. And it was our joy that they were asking this question and alert to this and wanting to participate with this and that we had the opportunity to share from our experience. And as we were sharing from our experience, because we've had so many years as leaders, but also listening to, supporting, caring for the souls of leaders, we shared, well, we really think it takes that leader having an ongoing touch at least once a month with a spiritual director or a counselor or a really good soul friend or somebody who's discipling them, but somebody that could be a safe place for that leader to be 100% honest with himself, God, or another. And we said, we feel like it takes that every month at least, and it takes, in addition to that, a community, a safe and good community where we're following Christ together, some kind of a group. And then we said, and then in addition to that, we think that going on retreat at least once, one week a year, preferably at least, you know, better two weeks a year of retreat where you're really able to set some hard boundaries on your work, your other life, to really be tuned in to Jesus and practicing some some rhythms, have times of reflection, reset some learning. We said, we really think that's a minimum for a, a leader to be healthy and to have a healthy soul. And I, I'll never forget his response. He leaned way back in his seat with a look of just almost defeat. And he says, with his shoulders slumped, really, it takes that much. And he was silent. And I remember being very surprised by his response and thinking, wow, I hadn't really thought about that being that much. Hmm. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, is, is that really that much? And I was thinking about my own rhythm of life. And I responded to him, and I said, actually, it takes more than that for me, for my soul, my needy soul. I have a weekly group that I meet with for um, scripture meditation and prayer for, and sharing for each other that I've been in for almost 20 years. I Two times a month, I meet with my spiritual director, I have spiritual friends that I have soul talks with, including you and I have a soul talk pretty much every day. And then I, and then I get to go on retreat once a month because I'm leading retreats. And as, as I'm leading those retreats, I'm a participant in that. So I'm taking those times of solitude and silence. I'm practicing those rhythms. I'm pushing aside and setting boundaries on work to be present to Christ. And I feel like I need all of that to be healthy, to carry the weight that God's entrusted to me of soul shepherding. Yeah, and so you were listening, you, you might feel like that organizational leader felt as we shared with him. You might feel like, oh, this is overwhelming. I, 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 can't, I can't do all that. 
Well, the pages of the calendar are going to turn one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so finding a spiritual director that you can talk with about once a month is, is not that big a time commitment, but it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's the foundation of what you're talking about, Christy. And I know that for me, 30 years ago, I started meeting with uh, a counselor uh, every other week. And it's one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. And uh, over the years, that's been replaced with talking with uh, spiritual directors, coaches. Uh, so important to have a dedicated time that's confidential. And I, I can be real and raw and I can share my life. I don't have to uh, look like a great Christian. I can just say it like I feel it and uh, ask for empathy, ask for prayer. Uh, and submit myself to the Lord through that process of sharing my life with somebody. And it's been so helpful, and it's made me so much of a better father and husband, uh, so much of a better Christian uh, and a leader, just to be more aware of um, my emotions, my needs, my struggles, my sins, and and to live a life that's more uh, more purposeful, more more tuned into what God is saying to me how God is guiding me. Sometimes we're really resistant or defended against the needs of our soul. It doesn't feel good to be needy. We want to think that we're strong and resilient and we don't have needs and we want to ignore those things. But actually, it, it, it takes a lot of strength to participate in caring for our soul. It took a lot of strength for you to submit to that discipline. And it took a lot of strength for you to be vulnerable with your needs, with me, and yet that has yeah, that has resulted in a greater strength in our intimacy, in our marriage, and in your leadership, because it's also resulted in a greater empathy for others as we're willing to take courage, to embrace our own needs, to feel our own feelings. It increases our ability to empathize with other people who also are, are needy souls. That was such a surprise to me and uh, that receiving empathy did so much to help me be more uh, kind and caring to other people. And the other thing was a surprise to me, Christy, you mentioned uh, it took courage for me to be vulnerable uh, with people, including with you, was that for me to be vulnerable with you about my fears, my insecurities, my feelings of inadequacy and anxiety and so forth, and not only to receive your your sensitivity and your care in response to that, but to receive your respect, your affirmation, even your honoring of me was uh, a shocking thing to me that I didn't anticipate. Maybe it was wrapped into like my ideas about what it means to be a real man or something, but uh, it was uh, incredible relief and really a healing balm to my soul that you responded to me sharing the stuff about me that I didn't like and didn't feel good about, uh, didn't feel strong in those areas, and yet you respected me even more. And so that's the kind of relationship that we all need. And, uh, and we learn that through a dedicated relationship uh, like with a spiritual director where we're just real and honest and that the time is, is set aside for this and someone that is really experienced in giving and receiving 
spiritual direction and understands the soul very deeply, understands emotions, understands things like what we teach in soul shepherding with the, in our journey of the soul book on the, the Christ stages of faith. Uh, Christ is an acronym and it's the stages of emotional and spiritual growth, confidence in Christ, help in discipleship, responsibilities in ministry, hitting the wall, uh, the inner journey, spirit-led ministry, transforming union. That's the Christ acronym. And when you understand these different stages and how they impact us emotionally and spiritually, uh, that's a powerful tool for caring for and guiding other people. And so our spiritual directors understand that. Or uh, knowing a tool like the Enneagram and the different uh, Enneagram personality types and uh, how each of those types, uh, as we get healing and, and growth and grace, can be a reflection of Jesus a face of Jesus through our personality, but we've got some sin and brokenness and stress and pain to work through to get there, to grow in the virtue of Jesus and our personality type. But when you understand these models of of the soul and spiritual growth, it is super helpful for our ministry to other people. And so a spiritual director uh, has access to the, and has learned, particularly the spiritual directors that work for soul shepherding that we train, you learn these things, and it, it gives you a posture from which to listen to somebody. And this is so helpful for all of our relationships in our family, our small group, uh, wherever we're connecting with people. Yeah, and Bill, you know, listeners might listen to what it takes for me, what my rhythm is, and, and how I have a piece of all these things that we said to this organization we think are, are needed for a leader to care for their soul. And they might feel like, man, that that's just out of reach for me. I don't have any of those. I wouldn't know how to get those things. And, you know, prior to 20 years ago, that was true for me too. I longed for a spiritual friendship. I longed for a group of a community of women that I could belong to, that I could be real with and still feel loved and safe with that. I, of women I respected. Um, and, I had tried and I got discouraged and I'd showed up and tried numerous Bible studies in small groups and felt hurt, felt rejected, uh, didn't feel safe, felt judged, didn't want to keep going, made myself go and never found community. And I had tried going to some retreats and they had not really been soul restorative for me. They had been exhausting or they had been, um, uh, triggers for me again, a feeling like I didn't belong or had been lonely experiences in a crowd. And it really wasn't until I got trained as a spiritual director in a cohort training program that involved a rhythm of retreats as well that I received that intensive time of being poured into and that intensive time of learning to strengthen my soul in the Lord on those retreats. And then out of that got spiritual friendships that I continued to stay in contact with that this all ha- fell together for me, that I learned this and that I had context for this. And that's that's true for a lot of people that come through the Soul Shepherding Institute and spiritual direction training. A lot of them come because they're wanting this, they're longing for this, they're ready for this. And they get it because they meet other people that go through the training with them and they're seeing them on in person on retreat twice a year. And then they're meeting every week in class or every month in classes. And a lot of them form spiritual friendships for soul talk outside of that, that they, they meet together or they continue as prayer partners. So it, it does exist, but we have to put our place, ourselves in the place to find people that are ready for this, that are wanting this. Yeah, it really takes an experience. And see, that's what I found is I was meeting 
regularly with my, my go-to person, uh, Wayne, uh, 30 years ago, uh, and since uh, in meeting with spiritual directors and others, we, we need the dedicated time. And on retreat, there's an opportunity for an immersion, uh, an immersive experience, a saturating experience of being in a, in a community that's shepherded. And so we, we shepherd the communities in our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat weeks, and that's what we need to experience. We need an, an intentionality of relationship, a safety, uh, an emotional honesty, uh, a Christ-centeredness, and we need to be guided in practices like solitude and silence and scripture and meditation. We need to be guided in how to participate in conversations that are emotionally honest and empathetic and confidential and affirming and honoring of each other. Uh, we, we need to like see it. We need to watch it. We need to hear it. We need to feel it in somebody else and so that we can absorb it. You don't learn to be good at empathy by just taking a class on empathy skills, which is the way everybody thinks about it. Uh, this is an, an example of what we're saying. The way you get good at empathy is by receiving empathy from somebody that's more aware of your emotions and needs and struggles than you are, and they're safe, uh, and they listen, and they ask questions, and they're prayerful, uh, and they help you put words to what you're feeling. And as you receive that empathy, you can pass it on to others. And in every area of spiritual growth or virtue works like that. We need to experience it in a relationship, in a relationship with God through prayer, in relationship with other people. And so that's why our Soul Shepherding Institute retreats are, are mentored experiences in community. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to have an immersion when you go away on a retreat. And so if you are longing for this and you, you don't see how it could be possible for you, we, we would encourage you to really be praying, be asking God for what you want, telling him of your heart's longing and your soul's need. He cares. He's for you in this. And also, if if you don't have the means, you might pray about who do you know that does, who might be able to support or invest in your soul in this way and, and give you give you this experience or Maybe you're someone who has means to bless somebody else. Maybe you want to gift your spiritual leader, a leader that you know and care about and love that is, has blessed you. Maybe you want to gift them with being able to come on a Soul Shepherding Institute retreat or enter into the Soul Shepherding Spiritual Direction training where they can go even deeper with an experience of this because part of that training is they're required to receive spiritual direction too. And sometimes pastors and leaders maybe won't take time to do something that's just for them. But if it's in a, a training mentality too, they can see how it's it's good for them and their their leadership. And uh, especially if somebody's wanting to gift it to them, so that's something that God might have you pray about too. I'm sure as you look around you in your relationships, that you see people that you wish that they had more of a, a longing for Jesus or a safe place to be heard and to be cared for, or a spiritual guidance relationship that would really deepen their discipleship to Jesus such that they would be flourishing in their life and overflowing with the, the good news of the gospel in their relationships and in their work. And, and that's the primary reason that you might come to a Soul Shepherding Institute retreat week or uh, take the training to become a spiritual director is because you can learn how to awaken those people to God's loving presence and truth. And it starts with you and me 
as we become uh, warmed up in the fires of God's love and as we become uh, burning coals, uh, God takes us and, and, and puts us uh, near other people that warms up their, their hearts and souls for God. And so this is a great opportunity. There's no greater joy, no greater honor in, in my life and in your life, Christy, than that we get to be soul shepherds. We get to meet people like you listening to us. Uh, gosh, Christy, when we're at our, our Soul Shepherding Institute retreat weeks and we get to uh, be with people uh, like you who are listening, we say, this is amazing. We get to be with like, you know, 30, 40 of the best people on earth all together in a community. And we get to, to worship God together and open the scriptures and share our lives and pray for each other and practice spiritual disciplines and and rally together like, okay, now we're, we're going to be soul shepherds to the people uh, in our world. And wow, it's so wonderful, so encouraging. So if you want to jump in and join us, we have a retreat in Texas in January, in California in February, in March in Arizona. We've got retreats throughout the year. It's not too late to jump into those. And we start our new cohort of our spiritual direction training this March. So now's the time to go online, check into that, fill out an application. We would love to have you join us. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the shepherd of our souls. Thank you for our friends who want to be all and only for you who want to be healthy in soul and and really able to participate with you and being shepherds after your own heart too. Lord, would you provide for them? Would you expand their vision of this and provide for each of their needs? Thank you, Lord. According to your riches, Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 